Some reports came out on Tuesday that Luke Doty is apparently getting some snaps at wide receiver in practice. So what exactly does that mean for Lenore Sellers? You are Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. I'm Andrew Lyon, the host of this podcast, and you can find my written work over on Gamecocks Digest on SI.com. Thank you for making the Locked On Gamecocks podcast your first listen or watch for your team every day. We are free and available both on YouTube and wherever you get your audio podcasts daily. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. There were some intriguing reports that circulated on the interwebs on Tuesday, and I believe it was first reported by the Big Spur, the 24-7 sports site that covers South Carolina. Could be wrong on that, but I did see they did report and confirm that Luke Doty, the backup quarterback for South Carolina, is apparently taking some snaps at wide receiver, although right now he is still a part of that quarterback position group. And while this could mean multiple things, I think this has to be at least partly attributed to Lenore Sellers' potential development to this point in fall camp. So, real quickly, let's dive into the three different things that this development with Luke Doty could possibly mean. The first one being that the staff is concerned about their depth at wide receiver. I think this is the least likely scenario that's playing out here because, honestly, I think that for wide receiver, this staff probably feels pretty good about where they're at right now. I think that they've got up to about six guys that they could rely on to make meaningful contributions this season, and that doesn't include players like Omega Blake and Peyton Mangrum have been in this program for several years, some veterans that... Who knows? Maybe they could also make some significant impacts at that spot as well in a rotational role this season. Another possible meaning behind this new development with Luke Doty is maybe this staff wants to find a way to get Luke Doty on the field in some capacity. Luke Doty has gotten some playing time at wide receiver in the past. He started out at wide receiver when he came here as a true freshman in the 2020 season, the same year that Will Muschamp and basically the majority of his staff got let go after a third consecutive down year. And so Luke Doty, we've always known that this kid is a good athlete. He has always provided some really good speed on the football field, and he clearly has got a toughness about him considering the fact that he played with essentially a broken bone in the middle portion of his foot throughout the entire 2021 season before he eventually had to have surgery that took him out for about the last third of the year. And the last thing that this development with Luke Doty could mean, what I want to talk about for the rest of this portion of the show Lenore Sellers' development maybe has gone so well so far that the staff is comfortable 
moving Luke Doty around to the wide receiver position. I do think that it says a lot about Lenore Sellers that Luke Doty is taking some practice snaps at wide receiver. I'm by no means saying that Lenore Sellers has officially supplanted Luke Doty as the backup quarterback on this roster, but I do think that this indicates a couple different things about Lenore Sellers. First of all, I think that this does potentially indicate that Lenore Sellers is indeed right now absolutely number three on this quarterback depth chart. I mentioned after Monday's practice that Lenore Sellers took all the third team reps at quarterback for the 11-on-11 portion of practice that the media was able to watch. And I think that that essentially, again, told all of us that Lenore Sellers, he is number three right now behind Spencer Rattler and Luke Doty, who took the first team and second team reps respectively in that practice. So I do think that it does confirm that. But the other thing that we need to think about here, putting Luke Doty out at wide receiver, that adds to the risk of him possibly getting injured. And in my opinion, if the coaching staff was a bit concerned about maybe the progression of some of the guys behind Spencer Rattler and Luke Doty, they would not make a move like that. They would not put Luke Doty in a spot where he could get unnecessarily hurt at a different position on this offense and leave it to chance that, you know, if gosh forbid the worst case scenario were to happen and Spencer Rattler goes down at quarterback, then all of a sudden you've got basically true freshman Lenore Sellers and redshirt freshman Tanner Bailey that you got to decide between, and you got to put those two guys possibly out there at quarterback. I think that, again, because of the fact that they are willing to put Doty at wide receiver, get him some snaps there, I think that that indicates that they like how Lenore Sellers specifically is progressing at quarterback so far in fall camp. And the other thing that we have got to think about, that we can't just brush to the side here, Getting Luke Doty some practice snaps at wide receiver, this could be a precursor to a potential future move for the South Carolina native. It could be a similar situation to what we saw play out with DeCarion Joyner this offseason. Because think about it. When DeCarion Joyner took snaps at running back back in the springtime, back during spring practice, everyone said at the beginning that DeCarion Joyner was still a part of the wide receiver room. And that the main reason he was getting put back there running back was, you know, because the depth was not exactly great at that position going throughout spring practice. I think if DeCaron hadn't been back there, they would have essentially only had two scholarship backs throughout the entire spring. And obviously that's just not a dilemma that any football team wants to deal with. But we all saw what wound up happening. DeCaron Joyner's skill set translated quite well to running back, and they've now officially made the move where... Joyner is now possibly the starting running back for the Gamecocks heading into this season. Now, let's relate that to the wide receiver position group. After this season, I've discussed this before, the Gamecocks are going to lose Juice Wells, Xavier Leggett, Eddie Lewis, and Amarian Brown. That would leave receivers like Landon Sampson, Omega Blake, Nick Harper, Elijah Caldwell, and 2024 commit Mazio Bennett. 
That's not counting in any potential transfers that leave the program or transfers that come into the program or maybe some other high school kids that decide to join this class. If that's the exact wide receiver group that we wind up seeing on this roster heading into next season, you can talk all you want about possibly some of these guys developing. In my opinion, that would leave a pretty big question mark. At the very minimum, most of those guys will not be proven at that spot. And so, what if the staff is experimenting right now with Luke Doty's skill set at wide receiver once again? To see if he is both willing, which is obvious he is, and also able to withstand the pressure and the load at that position. We can't rule out that possible scenario. Again, we just saw it play out with on Joyner. What if it's happening again with Luke Doty here? And part of the reason for it, that is because they like where Norris Sellers is at. I certainly think that that's something that needs to be considered by the fan base as this news has come out regarding Luke Doty and where he's practicing for this offense right now. So that is going to be something to watch throughout the rest of fall camp. I'm certainly going to pay a little bit more attention to that aspect of the quarterback room as the media gets a few more chances to watch practice throughout the rest of August. And... This entire fall camp is going to lead into a big-time Week 1 matchup against the North Carolina Tar Heels, a team that a lot of people are picking to defeat South Carolina because of that offense, and especially Drake May. But the Tar Heels got some pretty bad news on Tuesday regarding one of their big-time transfers at the wide receiver position, one that could change how South Carolina's defense game plans for the Tar Heels offense heading into that contest. And we're going to dive into what all I'm referring to in just a couple of moments right here on Locked on Gamecocks. Today's show is brought to you by Bird Dogs. The one thing that we all want when it comes to clothing is we want to feel comfortable, whether it is the summertime, whether we're getting into the fall, or whether we're getting into the winter. And if you're looking for some clothes, that are going to feel comfortable, that are going to maybe help you feel cool throughout the dog days of August, and maybe they have sweat-wicking fabric, then you need to check out Bird Dogs right now. I've got a pair of Bird Dog shorts right here for those of you watching today's show. I love these things. I've been sent a couple of pairs by Bird Dogs. They are extremely comfortable. And for those of you listening on an audio podcast app, you can go to birddogs.com slash college right now or enter the promo code LockedOnCollege and you'll get a free white tech hat with your order. Again, that's birddogs.com slash college or the promo code LockedOnCollege for a free white tech hat. I promise you, you won't want to take off your bird dogs once you put them on. Welcome back to this Wednesday edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day. And for all of you everydayers, thank you, as always, for making the Locked On Gamecocks podcast your daily choice for South Carolina Gamecock sports coverage. North Carolina wide receiver Tez Walker has officially been ruled ineligible by the NCAA for the 2023 season. 
And this recent piece of news, it could have a massive effect on how South Carolina's defensive coaching staff decides to strategize for the Tar Heels offense in week one. Now, to give y'all some context on this entire situation, Tess Walker was North Carolina's likely number one receiver coming into this season. He is a transfer from Kent State, who originally was ruled as being immediately eligible for the 2023 season. But the NCAA, and admittedly a very surprising move, they revoked that immediate eligibility on Tuesday. So now there's a chance that Tez Walker might not play at all this season for the Tar Heels. And the reason why this is a big deal for North Carolina is because Tess Walker's a talented player. He recorded 58 receptions for 921 receiving yards and 11 receiving touchdowns in 2022. North Carolina, on the other hand, they lost their top two pass catchers from this past fall in Josh Downs and Antoine Green. And that duo combined for 137 receptions, 1,827 receiving yards, and 18 receiving touchdowns this past season. Because Tess Walker has now been ruled ineligible for the Tar Heels, North Carolina's top returning receiver on this roster now is J.J. Jones, who racked up 24 catches for 434 receiving yards and two touchdowns this past fall for the Tar Heels. Behind Jones would be Kobe Pesor, who is a projected backup right now for the Tar Heels. He recorded 29 catches for 324 yards and four touchdowns this past fall. You top that all off with the fact that North Carolina is changing coordinators and basically going to be implementing a new offensive scheme this season. This is definitely not the news that Mac Brown and his staff wanted to hear just a couple weeks away from this big-time matchup with South Carolina. So now, taking this back to South Carolina's side of things, what exactly does this mean for the Gamecocks? Well, clearly, this impacts the defense in a big way. And in my opinion, the main facet of the defense that it impacts is the potential game plan. Because with Tez Walker out there, clearly, this is a guy that you would have to worry about both maybe down the field and also in terms of maybe the yards that he produces after the catch. But if this decision is upheld by the NCAA or if the appeals process takes too long, which that wouldn't surprise me either, then South Carolina now, they likely won't have to deal with Tez Walker's skill set on the outside when they play North Carolina on September the 2nd. So because of that, this defensive coaching staff, led by defensive coordinator Clayton White, they can be more aggressive now, mainly in terms of their coverage. This is a defense that, since Clayton White's arrival, they have relied heavily on man coverage. This is a defense that wants to be able to put their defensive backs, their cornerbacks especially, on islands. Basically, let them be able to cover these receivers in one-on-one situations and therefore, it opens up other things for the rest of this defense, for the defensive front specifically. And when this secondary is doing their job, when they are basically keeping the opposing wideouts, the opposing skill players for South Carolina's opponent in check, South Carolina's defense, that's really when they thrive, in all honesty. And 
especially for this game against North Carolina, when you got a really talented quarterback back there in Drake May, it is going to be even more important that this secondary does not have any lapses. And I don't think that the secondary is going to have too many mistakes already because I like the composition of that group right now. I like the players that are likely going to make up the starting lineup for this secondary, but they're not going to be able to be more aggressive because, quite frankly, in my opinion, they're not going to have to respect this receiving core very much. At least not as much as they would have had to if Tez Walker was out there. There's a big difference between having possibly two decent outside receiving options in Walker and J.J. Jones and only having one. When you have maybe only one guy that the defense has to account for on the outside, that's a problem for an offense. And especially when you play South Carolina, Clayton White and Torian Gray, they can dial up more man coverage now. They can dial up some more man press coverage. And what that's going to allow this defense to also do simultaneously is they're going to be able to put more attention towards the run game for North Carolina. And that's going to be important in this game because Drake May, people talk a lot about his arm, but honestly, Drake May, he's also a really good athlete. He's a kid that can legitimately make you pay in terms of his scrambling ability. Don't believe me? Drake May rushed for 698 net yards this past fall alone. To top that off, the entire North Carolina running back room is returning from this past season. Now, is that necessarily a standout guy from that group? I wouldn't necessarily say so, but experience does not hurt. And with Chip Lindsey, an offensive coordinator that likes to run a spread option offense, he comes from the Gus Malzahn coaching tree. This is a guy that wants to be able to utilize his quarterback in terms of running action and maybe utilize some zone reads, some option type of mesh concepts in the backfield. Rush defense could be key for the Gamecocks in this game. And because of the fact now that South Carolina's secondary, they don't have to worry about Tez Walker. This staff does not have to worry about Tez Walker unless something changes in the next couple weeks, which again would be kind of surprising knowing the NCAA. South Carolina now, they can hone in more of their attention towards other parts of this offense that they're going to have to account for. And that's a big deal for South Carolina. That's going to make it easier on this defense, and therefore, it's going to give South Carolina a greater chance of stringing together stops on defense because the way everybody's looking at this game is it's going to be a high-scoring affair on both sides. I don't fully believe it's going to play out that way on South Carolina's side of things. I'm confident that South Carolina's defense can match up with this offense. I'm confident that they can basically make Drake may have to be Superman. And I think that Drake may again is a good quarterback, but even I believe that he's gotten a little bit too much hype, honestly, this off season. You combine that with South Carolina's offensive skill weapons, Spencer Rattler being back there and a North Carolina defense that has been nothing to be proud of for the last several years. This game just swung heavily more so in the favor of South Carolina. Again, I already liked the Gamecocks matchup overall heading into this game. I love it even more now if Tez Walker is not going to be able to play. And don't get me wrong, I feel bad for the kid. It sounds like a tough situation. And the NCAA, we all know how many bad decisions that they can make when it comes to these transfers. But we have to look at this from South Carolina's side of things. And from South Carolina's side of things... Tess Walker not being out there for the Tar Heels changes the entire complexion of South Carolina's possible defensive strategy 
for the better. It will allow this defense to be more aggressive, and I think that that is something that North Carolina would not want to see when it comes time to put the ball down and get ready to go play in Bank of America Stadium at the beginning of September. And when that game does take place in week one, we are all likely going to see some true freshmen going out there and playing some snaps for the Gamecocks at different positions. This is something that's been alluded to several times now. And to carry out Joyner, he was asked, what was his thoughts on this freshman class? Any freshman that stood out on Tuesday when he was speaking to the media. And he gave, in my opinion, a pretty eye-opening answer. And I'm going to dive into what he said and what kind of weight his remarks carry in just a couple of moments. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Football season is about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. In terms of Super Bowl odds right now, the Kansas City Chiefs are listed with plus 600 odds. The Philadelphia Eagles are listed with plus 800 odds. And the Dallas Cowboys, they're listed with plus 1,300 odds. You can use your bonus bets on any of those teams to bet on more spreads, more player props, more over-unders, and a whole heck of a lot more than just that. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Welcome back to today's edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your team every single day in just 30 minutes. Shane Beamer has talked a lot about this incoming freshman class this offseason. He has made no bones about the fact that this freshman class, they're going to have to play this season. He made it clear this past week at South Carolina's Media Day event that they're going to need some of these guys to be ready to play from week one all the way throughout the entire season. Something that has not been said very much at South Carolina over the past couple of years. And this freshman class, you know, if there is a class that could do it, a class that could have done it out of the past maybe five or six that South Carolina's brought in, this class could very well be the one. I mean, this is the best recruiting class that South Carolina's brought in in well over a decade based on the recruiting rankings on some of these recruiting service websites. And to carry out Joyner, he's a guy that hails from one of the best classes the Gamecocks have had in the past 10 years, and he's been around the block a few times. He has seen a lot of freshman classes come in since his arrival. And so he was the perfect guy, honestly, for the media to ask about this freshman class when he was speaking to the media on Tuesday morning. And this is what to carry on Joyner had to say about this freshman class. DK, you mentioned Pup Howard is one of those guys. Who are some of the younger freshmen, newer enrollees that have kind of caught your eye through the first four or five days of practice? All of them. I mean, of course, Nick, you got your DBs, all the freshman DBs. Um, of course, Pup Howard. Uh, you got some old linemen, Troll, a lot of guys, man. Um, Tree, really every freshman that I can think of um, is going to have, I mean, is really going to give us the chance to win this year. They're going to be put in positions to play. 
Um, so I think those guys kind of understand that and they're taking that on well. I'm just kind of taking coaching. I think all of them are developing well. A couple of takeaways that I have from those comments right there. The first thing that I want to mention is I think that because of the fact that Carrion Joyner is saying this, it carries so much more weight compared to a lot of other guys that could have possibly made this statement. Because, as I mentioned, to carry on Joyner, he's one of the oldest players on this team. He is heading into his sixth season of college football. So he has seen a lot. And he has seen a lot of freshman classes come through Columbia. So for someone like him to make that kind of statement where it doesn't just sound like that DeCaron was just saying that just to give this media member an answer and then move on to the next question. He sounded like he was pretty serious where he said basically all of them. And obviously, probably not every single guy. But when it comes to players speak, he's probably talking about, hey, the majority of this group, they're impressive. They've been impressing me. And the other thing that stuck out about what DeCaron Joyner said is the fact that he said that this group can help this team win this year. Those are big words right there to use with this freshman class. Obviously, again, I know that the way some of y'all feel about this sport is you still want it to be a situation where a lot of these freshmen can sit back, they can develop, they can learn from older guys, and sort of wait their turn. But sometimes... That's just not the way it's going to work out. For South Carolina, who's replacing a lot of big-time players on both sides of the ball, a roster that is gradually getting a lot younger, that's just not going to be the case here for the Gamecocks. And so for Takarion Joyner to say all of that, I think it's a big deal. I think that hearing him say that, personally, it gives me more confidence. I'm getting more and more confidence by the week That this freshman class, it could make a real difference this year. In the sense that this class could help South Carolina maybe win a game or two on the schedule. That a lot of people will not expect them to win. We talk about some of those qualities that people just don't either pay enough attention to or maybe they can't measure. For South Carolina, there's a few different things that won't be measured or won't be talked about that could help them win more games. Special teams is obviously one of those factors. Another factor is the culture that Shane Beamer has instilled into this program. I talked all about that on yesterday's show. And the other factor is this freshman class, which again, a lot of people in the recruiting world acknowledge this class as a really good class for South Carolina. But if this class can come in and see, again, about maybe half the guys or maybe even like two-thirds of the guys make an immediate impact for this team, then they could absolutely exceed maybe some of the win tolls that have been placed on them by the odds makers. I think that the universal win toll right now for over-unders when it comes to the Gamecocks, I think is set at six and a half. And there's a lot of conversations surrounding that. If this freshman class lives up to the hype, South Carolina, I think, will go over that. I think they will go over on that six and a half. I think that they very well could help this team win a game or two that, again, people are not expecting them to win. And when you hear someone like DeCaron Joyner say all the things that he said about this class on Tuesday afternoon, or Tuesday morning, I should say, it just gives you even more confidence that that's the case. Because, again, that didn't sound like player speak from DeCaron Joyner. That didn't sound like he was basically throwing the media a bone there. That sounded like he meant everything he said. It felt like he was being really genuine about how 
this freshman class is looking in fall camp right now. And that is exciting and great news to hear for South Carolina's football team. So, again, we'll, of course, see what all happens when the season gets underway, when you are facing other teams, and when some of these true freshmen get thrown out there in some live game situations. It's going to happen at some point. We all know that some of these guys, they're going to get thrown into the fire pit, so to speak. That's when we'll really find out just how much they could make a difference this season. But the more you keep hearing this kind of stuff, the more and more we can lean towards the uh, the likelihood that they will make a good impact on this team in 2023. But with that being said, that's going to do it for today's edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. I hope that y'all thoroughly enjoyed today's show as always. What are your thoughts on this new development with Luke Doty going to wide receiver summon practice? Do you think that it means something about Lenore Sellers and his development? What do you think about the South Carolina defense and how maybe not facing North Carolina's number one receiving option now could change their game plan for week one? And lastly, what are your thoughts on what DeCarano Joyner had to say about this freshman class and how they look so far in practice? Let me know all your thoughts down below in the comments section if you watch today's show on YouTube or shoot me a direct message on Twitter at A-Line underscore SC if you listen to today's show on an audio podcast app. Once again, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Have a great rest of your Wednesday, and I'll be sure to catch y'all on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast.